This episode of the Main Event Talk podcast is brought to you by Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber. Not your average heroes, new name, same place. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another great episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. I am the Main Event Player to Super C, the God among gods, the King among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth. We got some great stuff to talk about. The 19th anniversary show of Ring of Honor is officially over, and I have got a lot I want to talk about in this event. And I got to say, guys, um, I was watching the 19th anniversary show, not just from YouTube, but also I had an opportunity to check the rest out on pay-per-view. Oh, my God. All those matches were the fucking shit. And you wonder why Ring of Honor is the best wrestling promotion going today. I'm not talking about AEW. They say they're a great wrestling promotion, but they're only a promotion. They're not a great wrestling promotion. They haven't figured it out yet. And even though the WWE, I still like watching Raw. I still like watching SmackDown. I still like watching NXT. There are some matches or some some superstars that look good and some that could be considered wrestlers. But then there are others that need to have their head examined. The stars of Ring of Honor, on the other hand, do not need their heads examined because they know what pro wrestling is all about. We're going to talk about the 19th anniversary show, some of the matches, including EC3 going one-on-one against Jay Briscoe, the unsanctioned match between Matt Taven and uh, Vincent, and then, of course, for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship, Roosh defending the championship against the former champion, Jay Lethal. You'll know about all those matches and so much more. And plus, a couple of big returns are going to be happening in Ring of Honor very, very soon. And the main event's going to be looking forward to checking out that as well. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about what's about to uh, happen at WrestleMania. Hopefully, we get a chance to talk about that and everything else like that. A couple of theme songs are going to be playing. Uh, one about WrestleMania 21, which we will air at the conclusion of this episode. And I'm also going to play another song that features the Ring of Honor superstar and uh, uh, let's just say this song is going to stick in your head for the rest of the fucking day. You'll know what it is in just a moment. Now there's a couple things we're going to talk about here. We're going to talk a little bit about history. We're going to talk a little bit about history. I'm going to take you back to a time when wrestling was a fucking shit but I'm going to take you back to a time when something came to an end and that happened just yesterday. As a matter of fact, it happened on March 26th of 2021. 20 years ago, something took place that none of us expected. 20 years ago, something that shocked us. We were watching this on television. 20 years ago, WCW got bought out by the WWE. What is the fate? The fate of WCW. I own WCW. The fate. The very fate of WCW is in my hands. I, Vince McMahon, I have purchased. I own my own competition. Others, Jeff Jarrett. Now, as far as the Jeff Jarretts of the world are concerned, you know how Jeff spells his name? That's J-E-double-F. Well, you know what? Hmm. I would suspect that we'd spell it a different way after tonight. That would be capital G, double O, double N, double E. 
history. This broadcast is not only being seen here on TNN, but is also being seen across Turner Network Television. Time Warner is practically begging me to buy WCW, and I have agreed. Time Warner, they've signed the contract, and I will sign the contract. But I'll sign it this Sunday on pay-per-view at WrestleMania. And I'll sign it when Ted Turner himself walks down the aisle at WrestleMania and delivers the contract in front of me. Now then, what should I do with WCW? WCW will remain buried. Oh my, Shane McMahon must be here in Cleveland because he's not in Cleveland. He's in Panama City. Shane what McMahon is on the Surprise, Dad. Your ego has gotten the best of you. You wanted to finalize this deal. WCW at WrestleMania? Well, Dad, that's just the opportunity that I was looking for. The deal is finalized, and the name on the contract does say McMahon. However, the contract reads Shane McMahon. Truly one of the most craziest moments in the history of professional wrestling. Um, you know, you know, I still remember as a kid uh, being over there. Well, not being over there exactly, but uh, being at home. And I was uh, uh, one of those Monday nights um, where at the time when WCW was still in business in 2001. Um, I was getting ready to, uh, I was very curious, like everybody else was. As to what was going to be the fate of WCW, what's going to happen in the season finale? I mean, are we, is this like the last episode, and then we, you know, go on to something different, or what is about to take place? Well, so here I am at home. Uh, it's almost about to be seven o'clock. I got done with a, a couple of things and everything. Um, I think I was on my day off, if I remember that correctly. Um, I was getting ready to watch WCW Monday Nitro. You know, just clicking over and I'll see it on TNT and then all of a sudden there's a logo right there in front and then right after the logo all of a sudden I see an appearance by Mr. McMahon and I, I was just like out of my chair right away when I was like what the f you know and it's like am I on the right channel and I was trying to check it's like well it says it TNT what the hell and then I, I even tell my brother dude look at this dude look at this you know and my brother's looking at this and he's like what are you are we watching Raw already he's like no it's WCW Nitro dude Vince McMahon's on fucking TV and that just shocked it shocked the hell out of me it shocked the hell out of a lot of people you know seeing Vince McMahon on WCW Monday Nitro now he's not actually in Nitro but it's one of those simulcast deals that happened, and it was uh, still shocking to this day checking it out. And, <laughs> you know, and I have a lot of conspiracy theories about who I think, and, I, you know, a lot of people have asked me, who do I think killed WCW? Um, just to kind of give you my, 
my insight, my thought on it. Um, I think who truly killed WCW. The list of people, Eric Bischoff would be one. Vince Russo would be another. Uh, Kevin Nash would also, you know, may, be responsible and everything. But if I were to pick somebody, if I were to pick one individual, I would actually go with um, Jamie Kilmer. Now, everybody that remembered what happened, Jamie Kilmer was one of the individuals that that had purchased WCW, right? And, uh, well, not the one of the people that purchased WCW. He was an executive for, uh, TNT, for the TNT Networks. And, uh, he was also responsible for, um, I believe he was responsible for arranging everything with, uh, Vince McMahon and WWE. Um, Jamie Kilmer, if, and honestly, I, I feel this way. Had this not happened, had had everything gone down the way it did, I believe that WCW would still be in business if it didn't go down the way it did. Jamie Kilmer had a lot to do with the purchase of WC, uh, a lot to do with WC, WWE purchasing WCW, you know, and it was um, one of those things that you know, you know, I can actually say with all confidence that he had a lot to do with what happened with the the purchase of the company. Now, the thing I also remembered was, um, I think it was Diamond Dallas Page who said it um, when he had told Jamie Kelmer that you know this is your number one rated show, you know, and Jamie Kelmer wanted nothing to do, and him and. Several other executives from the uh, from TNT wanted nothing to do with pro wrestling. Wanted nothing to do with with wrestling in general, you know. And it kind of gave you that attitude where you're just like, "Are you kidding me?" I mean, and this was a show, and this is a show. WCW was a show that meant everything to a lot of wrestling fans, and they wanted to. The executives wanted to let it go. Just because it wasn't what it used to be, you know. I mean, it, and plus, you have to also keep in mind, Ted Turner wasn't even running the show at all. I mean, it wasn't had no, was had no say so in the matter. He could have saved WCW if he wanted to. And Ted Turner was a huge fan of WCW. He was a huge fan of wrestling. Um, had and and I also feel this way. If Eric Bischoff were to have bought. WCW, in my opinion, if he would have bought WCW and the deal did not go through with the WWE, WCW would still be in business right now. And also think about this. What would happen if WCW would have come back stronger than ever, coming back with new stars, coming back with new talent, coming back with some new concepts, like, say, the King of the Mountain match? Or, say, if they were to come up with something like the X Division, or come up with something like, oh, I don't know, Ultimate X. And I know what everyone's thinking. Well, that's stuff that came from TNA Wrestling. Exactly. And think about it. Who was running TNA at, uh, TNA Wrestling at the time? It was Jeff Jarrett. And Jeff Jarrett was still in WCW, wasn't he? 
And if the business went down the way it did, and Eric Bischoff was running WCW, I guarantee you all those things that I just mentioned could appear in WCW, and WCW would still be in business, and they would still be at war today with the WWE. But I think, personally in my opinion, I think WWE would probably still win the war, even if it didn't go down the way it did. But that's just something to actually consider. Uh, And I would like to get into more details and, and wonder, and this is still the question that kind of bothers me, as to why TNT, you know, they didn't want anything to do with pro wrestling back in 2001, but yet they want to go ahead and bring in AEW Dynamite. They want to bring that company over to their show, and they wanted nothing to do with wrestling in 2001, and yet they bring AEW to this company, who, in my opinion, and I know some people are going to have their criticisms about it, AEW was just as worse at WCW at the end of its run. That's the truth. That's the truth. I mean, what do, you, do you expect me to lie about it? No. It's there. It's all there. But we can discuss that in another time. So that is some history for you. Um, the history took place right back around March 26, 2001. Uh, yesterday was March 26, 2021, over 20 years ago. So if you've not had an opportunity or check out this historic stuff from the last episode of WCW Monday Nitro and the last episode, well, not the last episode of Monday Night Raw, but if you want to check those out, check it out on the WWE Network. Of course, you can check out most of the history on YouTube and everything else like that in that particular nature. You'll see how everything went down and so forth. Now, we got some wrestling we got to talk about. We got some Ring of Honor we got to talk about. We got to talk about the 19th anniversary show. But before we talk about... That show, we're going to talk about another show that's going to take place. Let's see if we can find it here. There we go. And this is going to take place later on today over at Rich's Billiards. Night Party, a tribute to Deftones, is going to be performing tonight along with the Rob Zombie tribute show that's going to be taking place tonight. I'm looking at the format right here. And it seems that... Uh, 88 people going of interest, including Jonathan, Homestar Runner, and a couple of others. Event by Knife Party, a tribute to Deftones that takes place over at Richard's Village. It's a 5815 Weber. The price is free. Of course, you have to get proper ID and everything else like that. The duration is three hours and public. Anyone on or off Facebook. Interesting. Ah, here we go, and the details of this says will be at Rich's Billiards with El Super Bisto. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Just looking at all this stuff right here and everything. And, um, you know, hopefully... I'll, uh, well, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to be going to the show or not, but I just thought I'd go ahead and present that to everybody so that way you can get an opportunity to check it out. So, if you guys got nothing to do on a Saturday night, and if you feel the need to check out a great show, Rich's Billiards is definitely the place for you. Go over there tonight. I believe the whole thing will probably start around maybe 9 or 10 o'clock, I believe. Uh, It'll probably start at 10, to be exact, but you can get an early head start. Get there around, at least around 9 o'clock, Go ahead and take advantage of their awesome drink specials. If you want to eat, go ahead and take advantage of their food and everything else like that. Get an opportunity to check out the Rob Zomb- the White Zombie Tribute Band. And then, of course, Knife Party, a tribute to Deftones featuring my good friends 
Homestar Runner, a.k.a. Hector Juarez, the best drummer on the planet, John Luna, one of the best guitar players going today, and Matt Wood, and of course, Frank Slabby, the best bass player going today, Roman's lookalike, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I still I still think he looks like Roman to me. If 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 Rome if Roman if Roman was high, and this is the truth, my best friend Roman. If Roman was high and his beard was sticking out to here with a joint in his hand, that's Frank. Alright, that's Frank for you. But anyways, check it out tonight and it's gonna be free with proper ID. Get over there as early as you can. Show your ID, show your mask, show everything. To Headbanger Incorporated's head of security, Adon Pena, a.k.a. The A-Train. And just to let everybody know and just to get everyone an idea of what's about to happen, if you don't show your ID to The A-Train and he gets extremely pissed off and you piss him off in any way possible, he will throw your ass out the building and he will hit you with the A-Bomb, the A-Bomb, if you will, if you get out of line with the A train, don't mess with him. Don't try anything. And if you go anywhere near me or go anywhere near any of the rock stars, any of the people involved over at Richard's Billiards, the A train will put the A bomb on your asses. Okay? He is, after all, Headbanger Incorporated's head of security. And not to mention the fact that he is also uh, Richard's Billiards' head of security. So don't fuck with him. Leave him alone. He'll shoot you in the fucking head. <laughs> Richards Billiards, 5815 Weber. Not your average hero's new name, safe place. Check out the Rob Zombie Show. Check out the Deftone Show. It's all going to take place tonight. As I said, please come in with proper ID. Please show up with your mask on. Hand sanitize your hands. Be clean. Be safe. Be cool. Be vaccinated. Be shot. Be thrown off a fucking wall. Do whatever you can. It's Saturday night for crying out loud. Yeah. Okay, now that we got the promo out of the way. <laughs> okay, now that we got that out of the way, let's go ahead and um, I wanted to try something here real quick. Um, I didn't want to do this, but I just have to just because of the fact that this is... It doesn't bother me, but it's kind of one of those those songs that you just cannot stop thinking about. Now, we're going to talk about Ring of Honor in just a moment, but before we do that, before we do that, I wanted to show you something. This does involve Ring of Honor, obviously, because it involves a certain superstar. You know how you get a song in your head, and you know how you get one of those songs that you just don't like the song, but you have that catch tone in your head? You know how you like that certain rap song or that certain country song or that certain Latino song that and then you're like, I hate that song, but that part sounds good. You know, that that's what you're getting, right? This is something that has been stuck in my head for the past few days, right? And I thought, you know what? I'm going to share this with everybody today. <laughs> and I have the power to do it. Now, just to give you an idea... It's a Ring of Honor entrance song from a Ring of Honor superstar. The song is called Wave Your Hands. Okay? Wave your hands. Orale, wave your hands. Orale, pick it up in the air. I see you right there. Pay there you go. John Luna, pick up your hand. All right, I see you. All right, pick it up. There you go. You're waving your hand. Now, and it's done by a wrestler named Joe Hendry. Not Joe Henry. Joe Hendry. It's spelled H-E-N 
D-R-Y. Now, this song that I'm about to show you is... It's a song that I still stuck... It's still stuck in my head. And I promise you it'll stuck in your head. There's going to be that one part of the song that's going to remain with you for the rest of your fucking life. Now, let me go ahead and play the song and let me see what you think. Say his name and he appears I believe in Joe Hendry I believe in Joe Hendry Cause he loves London and Paris and Tokyo America, Scotland and Canada and Mexico They say I believe in Joe Hendry I believe in Joe Hendry the Joe Hendry entrance song and you know I um, (laughs) right now everybody is listening to this and they're like what the fuck did we just listen to okay And, and, and there's this song that one part if you don't if you heard it I think you know what it is but just in case you don't the one part that you hear from the beginning, you know, where he goes, I believe in Joe Hendry. I got that song. I got that part. You know, I, I, and it's not like I don't hate the song. It's just like, it's, 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 it's irritating. It's pissing me off. You got that song there. And I know some people are going to say, well, if you don't like it so much, then why did you play it? Because number one, I'm giving you an example of what to hate. Okay. All of us have gone through this before. You know how you got that one song, you hear it, it irritates you, and it sticks with you every single day. You go to work, you have that song, you say, why the fuck do I got this song in my head? You head over and you say you go over to Richard's Billiards and try to get, you know, get a couple of beers going. You get the song in your fucking head and the jukebox still playing, and you got that song in your fucking head. It's like, why the fuck is this song in my head? And then you're trying to make love to a beautiful woman, and you got that song, I believe in Joe Hendry. And it's like, why the fuck is this song here in my fucking head when I'm trying to fuck the living shit out of this woman? The hell's the matter with you? Oh my god! And that's how it goes, folks. And this, and, and I'm not bullshitting, alright? I'm not bullshitting. All of you have probably have felt that same way too. Having that one song, having that one title track and it sticks to your head and it's like, why is it there? Why is it there for crying out loud? But nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, um, I'll, the song's okay. Uh, I know it's going to stick with everyone's head for the rest of their fucking lives and I apologize for that this time. <laughs> Oh, God, it's going to be crazy to just to see how all that shit goes down. But anyways, speaking of Ring of Honor, 
Speaking of the 19th anniversary show that took place last night, the main event had an opportunity uh, to check the 19th anniversary show at the same time when Friday Night Smackdown was taking place. Now, I didn't get a chance to look at Friday Night Smackdown. I'm probably going to get a chance to uh, watch it later on right after this show's over. But the show was tremendous. The 19th anniversary show was great. And it is so funny when you see a difference in what you see in AEW and then what you see in the WWE and then what you see in other wrestling promotions. Now think about this. To all the hardcore AEW fans, they're going to watch whatever they want with AEW, whether it looks stupid or looks real or looks fake or looks stupid or looks like it just came out of a garbage can while getting thrown up on the other side of the fucking river. That's how AEW is. The WWE can make sense of a situation if it knew how to keep up with the fucking storyline. And even if they try to keep up with the storyline, they'll just write something up that says, okay, this is what happened. Go! And another thing, and this is a fucking truth that anybody likes or not, Vince McMahon has always had the final say-so in everything. And usually, and this is the truth, we all know this, usually when a storyline is looking good and Vince McMahon wants to find a winning change, oh! You know what? I just don't want to change. No, just change it. You put it right there. Get it. You're fired. He'll do something like that, and and you know he will. Ring of Honor, on the other hand, it's different. I mean, it's always been different for quite a while. The thing that's so funny. You want to know what's so funny about Ring of Honor? It lives up to the marquee. It really does. All elite wrestling doesn't live up to the marquee. It just lives up to something that we've never seen before. The WWE would try to live up to the marquee if the term sports entertainment was there. If it's there. Ring of Honor's marquee is pro wrestling. And that is exactly what Ring of Honor is. Pro wrestling at its best. Now, looking through the matches here, I saw them all. Were great matches were uh, and everything else like that. The four corners matchup that featured Brian Johnson, um, Dan Hansen, um, L.A. Solemn, and L.S.G. Uh, the winner of that matchup was uh, Brian Johnson. Uh, he sneaked in a win. He was under the ring. He came out, uh, sneaked a win right under Dan Hansen and had no idea that that took place. Brian Johnson wins the match. Good match to start off. But this this is what you saw on YouTube. There was only two matches that took place uh, during the YouTube event if you guys had an opportunity to see it for free. The next matchup was uh, for the Ring of Honor's uh, World Six-Man Tag Team Championships um Shane Taylor Promotions of Shane Taylor, Khan, and Moses taking on the uh, the Mexa squad. This was a good match. Uh, loved how the matchup went down. Uh, Shane Taylor Promotions is impressive. It's a very impressive promotion. Uh, I love Shane Taylor. I think this dude got all the potential in the world to become the next Ring of Honor World Champion. Uh, Khan has got some great athleticism going. <coughs> Moses is an impressive athlete. Love what these guys have to do. Uh, your winner of the six-man matchup, it was uh, Shane Taylor Promotions. They retain the Ring of Honor six-man World Tag Team Championships. Now, all that it took place over on YouTube. All that it took place within an hour. Now, as soon as you go into the pay-per-view, then you get into all the matches that are going to take place. So, all together, you got... 
you got 11 matches, right? 11 matches that took place in the pay-per-view. Only two of them showed up on YouTube. So now we got, uh, what is it? Uh, eight matches, right? No, uh, I'm sorry, nine matches. Nine matches that happened here. So the first matchup is the first of many. Uh, this this um, anniversary show, the Ring of Honor 19th anniversary show, would all feature members of the group known as the Foundation. And I've been a huge fan of the Foundation for a very, very long time. Uh, I've heard about the members. Uh, Jonathan Gresham, who is the pure champion. Um, Jay Leto, who is a part of the Foundation as well. Then, of course, you got Tracy Williams. Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. And then you got... Um, uh, Reptitis. Um, these guys are are real athletes. These guys are tremendous in the ring. Uh, they look like pro wrestlers. Uh, some do need some work on their bodies, but that's just <laughs> that's just me talking. Uh, we start off with the uh, a chance for the World Television Championship. Now, Dragon Lee was supposed to defend his championship at the Ring of Honor show, but due to an eardrum surgery, he he won't be able to compete. Uh, so Tracy Williams will have an opportunity at the Ring of Honor World Television Championship against one of the members of LFI in Kenny King. Kenny King, of, of course, he's a former World Television Champion. He, know what it's, he knows what it's like to hold on to the championship. Um, <clears throat> Kenny King was extremely impressive in this match. Um, Tracy Williams was also extremely impressive as well. He, you know, displayed everything he had and everything else like that. This matchup went back and forth. The main event was going with Tracy Williams in this one. I felt he had all the potential in the world to be the next world television champion. And this needs to be his moment. This needs to be his time. And sure enough, it became just that. Tracy Williams defeated Kenny King in the middle of the ring. And he is now the new world television champion. Big congratulations go out to Tracy Williams. Hot sauce, Tracy Williams, for becoming the Ring of Honor World Television Champion. And no doubt, once Dragon Lee gets his ear fixed and everything else like that, no doubt we'll see a match between these two somewhere down the road for the Ring of Honor World Television Champion. So once again, congratulations to Tracy Williams for becoming the new Ring of Honor World Television Champion. The next matchup is another great matchup, and it was a fight between two individuals. The Mercenary, Flip Gordon, going one-on-one against Mark Briscoe. Um, this was a good match here. Huge fan of the Mercenary. Uh, Flip Gordon has really evolved. Um, I followed Flip Gordon when he first came on the scene of Ring of Honor years ago. Uh, he had made a brief appearance in the NWA a while back. <clears throat> Uh, Flip Gordon has all the potential in the world. He's got, you know, ton of talent. Uh, been impressed with him for a, for a long time, and of course, Mark Briscoe, one half of one of the greatest tag teams in Ring of Honor history, one of the greatest tag teams in the world. Period. I'm talking about the Briscoes of Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe. So these two went at it in the ring. Uh, I recorded some of this and have it posted on my Instagram, if you guys have seen it. Uh, it's not on my Instagram itself. It goes on my stories. And the only reason why I want to put it on my stories is because if I were to display any video on Instagram or on my Facebook or anything, well, if this was WWE or AEW, they'll find a way to take it off. They'll find a way to take it off. But if it was, say, Ring of Honor or MLW or anything in that particular nature, they won't take it off. They won't. I mean, I'm not trying to show all the match. I'm just trying to show partial of it so that way everybody can get, get a chance to see what I'm seeing. But 
This match was great. Um, I wanted to go with Flip Gordon for a couple of reasons. Uh, Flip Gordon, like I said, has potential in the world. Plus, he's a singles competitor, so that gives him an advantage. Mark Briscoe has been used to tag team wrestling that he has never really been in a singles match that much. He's been in a few singles matches, but not a whole lot. He doesn't have a whole lot of wins on his belt. So, on this night, there's a reason why Flip Gordon is called the mercenary, and he did exactly just that. He wins over Mark Briscoe at the 19th anniversary show at Ring of Honor. Congratulations go out to Flip Gordon, the mercenary, for defeating Mark Briscoe on the 19th anniversary show. The next matchup right here, this was um, this was a good match also between two great athletes, uh, one that I've been impressed with for a while, and one that uh, you know I, I still am in shock that this dude was a former Ring of Honor world champion. Uh, Dalton Castle, the former Ring of Honor world champion, faced off against Josh Woods. Uh, Josh Woods is um, <clears throat> another great match. I'm sorry. Another great athlete. Uh, I've been impressed with his work in the past few weeks. Every time I see Ring of Honor television, um, Josh Woods, uh, impressive athlete. You know, big in the ring and everything. Kind of like a big kid and everything else like that. Kind of green. You know, kind of knows what he's doing and, and got Silas Young on his side and everything. And um, I, you know, I saw something that was about to happen and I wasn't sure if it was going to happen, but I'll discuss what it is in a moment. But the matchup was. Um, it was pretty good. No no flips of dives of any kind, thank God. And this was um I was impressed with both men. Uh and I knew and this was one of these matches where Dalton Castle has a win over Josh Woods and Josh Woods has a win over Dalton Castle. So it's a one it's pretty much an even matchup. So now these two have to face off against each other one one on one, but this time for the final win. Who actually will get the upper hand in this one? Now, it seems that Josh Woods was close to taking out Dalton Castle. But there was this one part of the match where I saw Silas Young take a steel chair and give it to Josh Woods and wants him to use it. Use it in the middle of the ring? Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, I already kind of knew what he was going to do, but come on now. I mean, come on. I mean, you, you can't use it during the match, especially when it's a pure match. Come on. So Josh Woods goes ahead and throws the chair down, goes after Dalton Castle. They, you know, these two go at it back and forth. And then I guess one mistake happened. The referee had his back turned. And then all of a sudden, as soon as Josh hits the ropes, then all of a sudden, bam! Silas Young hits Josh Woods in the back with a steel chair. And then, of course, Dalton Castle took advantage of it. One, two, three, Dalton Castle wins his match over Josh Woods. That was it. It was over. It was out the window. <coughs> and then Silas Young went ahead and cut a promo on him and uh, got in the middle of the ring and said what he said. And apparently there's going to be some type of feud between Josh, between Josh Woods and Silas Young. This is sort of a match that I think took almost a year and a half to build. And I think this is something that I was looking forward to seeing. Um, these two were tag team partners for quite a while. And Josh was just a young guy that didn't know what was going on from the beginning. But he was starting to learn stuff on his own. He was starting to win matches. I saw some of the matches he had in the Pure Tournament. I actually wanted him to be the Pure Champion. I really did. But, man. Man, oh man. How, 
how things have now started to change. So hopefully somewhere in the near future, we will see a match between Josh Woods and Silas Young, the last real man. Somewhere down the road, we're going to see how that goes. Now, the next matchup right here is a matchup that everyone was looking forward to checking out. Uh, Talked to a few people about it. EC3 going one-on-one against the other half of the Briscoe brothers, Jay Briscoe. This is about respect. This is about honor. This is about is it real or not. Both men displayed tremendous amount of athleticism. Both men had showed a tremendous amount of heart and I got to say that this was a match where I couldn't tell who was the babyface. Well, actually, let me correct that. I could tell who the babyface was and who the heel was. It was obvious. EC3 was the heel and Jay Briscoe was the babyface. But the babyface, you know, Jay Briscoe, comes out like a heel. Like he going to beat your ass. He going to whoop your ass. Take it down, boy. Kind of like that. But it, and and it was just like, you know, EC3 chiseled out of stone. The guy is a you know tremendous athlete, and he is physically fit to kill in every way possible. And some of the promos that these guys cut were just amazing. It was real. It was right on, and it had you believing that these two were going to kill each other. And that's exactly what they did. And... I remember, um, I think during almost the conclusion of the match, um, EC3 is just daring, daring um, Jay Briscoe to hit him with a knee. And, uh, you know, one of those knee strikes that you take him out, but every time when he hit a knee strike, EC3 would just get up and he would want to hit him again, right? And he almost hit him with, what, five different knee strikes. And then, like, at the last two, EC3 started laughing. He started laughing at him. It's almost like, is that all you got? Is that all you got? I mean, holy shit. And no matter what, EC3, you know, he pulled, he, he did good. He did good in the matchup right there. Jay Briscoe, now, even though he's a former tag team champion in his own right, he's also been the Ring of Honor world champion. So he knows what it's like to be a singles competitor as well. So you got some experience going with Jay Briscoe. So this match was good. Head to toe overall. Fans are going to be talking about it for a long, long time. This is one of the greatest matches in the history of Ring of Honor. Jay Briscoe, EC3, put on a hell of a show. And there is a reason reason why Jay Briscoe was a former Ring of Honor world champion. He defeated EC3 in the middle of the ring. And then this match was all about if honor was real, this was all about respect. When Jay Briscoe won the match... He, he got, he gave EC3 respect. He extended his hand, he shook his hand, did well. Both men knew what was going on. And this was, this was a match between two grown men. This was a match, this was a fight. This is what I wanted to see. I didn't want to see any hocus-pocus bullshit, any any finish that looks ridiculous. Now, if it was part of a storyline and it would make sense, then okay, fine. But in this case, it didn't have to be that way. These two men put on a fucking show. These two men put on a matchup. Much respect to EC3. Much respect to Jay Briscoe. It was amazing. Loved how the match went. Your winner, Jay Briscoe, defeated EC3. Congratulations.
the next matchup was an unexpected match. And I say unexpected because it was just that. Um, it was a triple threat match between three of the members of of uh, Mexi Squad. And uh, there was some tension in the in the matchup between these three because of Ray Horace. Apparently he wasn't too impressed with what happened. And then when they, I guess they went ahead and wanted, wanted to settle their, settle their differences over at uh, the 19th anniversary show. And they did. They put on a good show. Uh, put on a great lucha show took place, it happened, and uh, Bandino, one of the members of the Mexican squad, won the match, it was a great show to watch, it was a great ma- uh, sh- match to watch, um, but then Ray Horace was still not happy, I guess he was disgusted with how everything went down, and I guess there's going to be some type of, I guess the split's going to take place between the Mex- members of the Mexican squad, so, man, I, you know, it was a great match. And all I know is I, I see the Mexican squad already splitting. I see some sort of, a, I guess, Horace will probably turn into a heel. You could almost tell he's going to turn heel. Uh, there's going to be some type of match between Bandino and Ray, Ray Horace. We're going to see how that goes and everything in the match. But, you know, somewhere down the field, a road. But your winner is Bandito defeating both Flamita and Ray Horace. Now... This next matchup right here is a matchup. Uh, it's actually sort of a cinematic match, but this was a cinematic match that I enjoyed to watch, and it featured Matt Taven and Vincent in an unsanctioned match. <clears throat> now, in this match, we've seen a lot of cinematic matches. Everything from what happened with the Undertaker and AJ Styles at WrestleMania. The whole thing with John Cena and and Bray Wyatt at, Wrestle, at WrestleMania, the Money in the Bank ladder matches, uh, the Stadium Stampede match, everything that you could possibly see, including the most recent one that took place that involved Alexa Bliss, Randy Orton, and Bray Wyatt. Now, all those cinematic matches that I just talked about, well, uh, I would actually, I would actually leave out the Undertaker versus AJ Styles. I would actually leave that alone because that was something I enjoyed to watch. All those cinematic matches that I just mentioned are nothing compared to this cinematic match, and it was, there was really nothing cinematic about it. It was these two men going at it in some bingo. Well, I don't, I don't know if I call it a bingo hall arena or or place or something, or event center, I think that's what it is. These two went at it, and they were fighting against each other. There's no hocus-pocus bullshit. There's no dobbler in the middle of the ring. There's no, nobody's being set on fire and all this other stuff. This is exactly what a cinematic match was supposed to be. Matt Taven wanted to get his hands on Vincent Vincent wanted to get his hands on Matt Taven. These two were going at it. They went from pillar to post. They went from one room to the other. Nothing hokey about it. Several different camera angles. They didn't need any explosions. They didn't need anything stupid that was going to affect everything. This was a cinematic match I liked. Everybody was glued to their seats when they saw this match. I got to give props to both Vincent and both 
both Vincent and Matt Taven. This was a, this was this is what a cinematic match is supposed to be. This is what a fight is supposed to be. This is how real it's supposed to be. Not any of that garbage bullshit. And and let me tell you something. I made a comment. I made a tweet that got everyone's attention when I said that this is what a cinematic match is supposed to be. Two men fighting against each other. No hokey pokey bullshit. No crap. This, and I said, this was the last part I said, honor is definitely real and it was exactly just that. I love what I saw. Even the end, when this guy, uh, I believe his name is Dutch, came in and pushed both pushed both Vincent and Matt Taven over, and they hit the table right there. And then Dutch picks up Vincent and walks away. Now, there was no clear-cut winner. There really wasn't. But no doubt, something's going to happen between these two somewhere down the road. Even though it's an unsanctioned match, this feud between Matt Taven and Vincent is far from over. And all I can tell you guys right now, if you want to see that match, order Ring of Honor the 19th anniversary show. Get a chance to see it. See what happened and everything. And I guarantee you, you're going to say, this is a better cinematic match than all those other cinematic matches that we saw. The only difference is, this wasn't bullshit. Everything else was. This is coming from a real pro wrestling fan. Okay. Speaking of real pro wrestling, let's get to the next matchup right here. Um, For the Pure Championship, um, for the Pure Championship, Jonathan Gresham going up against Dak Taper. This was a 20-minute match. It was a long, grueling match. And I got to say, Jonathan Gresham, I mean, he tried. He tried everything in his power, even with three rope breaks. Even with three rope breaks, I thought, okay, this is supposed to be a 60-minute time limit match. How the fuck is he going to be able to withstand this match? I mean, Dak Draper was pretty big guy. Pretty green. Has all the potential in the world. I, for some odd reason, I mean, I was going with Jonathan, obviously, because he's the experienced one. He's the octopus. He knows what he's doing in the ring. He's great. He's tremendous. And don't let his size fool you. He may be a small man. But that little man will beat your fucking ass. That's the truth. He is exactly what wrestling needed to be. So, in the end, um, Jonathan Gresham had him in a sleeper hold, right? And Draper was walking all around. They were outside the ring. Now, the good thing about some of these pure matches is when you're outside the ring, you know how you get a 10 count and then the match is over? Well, in Ring of Honor, you actually get... 20 seconds. Instead of 10 seconds, it'd be 20 seconds. So, during, you know, when the 10 10 seconds was done, the referee kept counting, right? Because it's a pure rules match. So, Drape was trying to come into the ring with uh, with, um, Jonathan Gresham still holding on to the sleeper. And he was holding on to it as tight as he could. And then after that, when he was in the ring... Uh, Draper was down. Jonathan was still holding on to the sleeper. That was it. <clears throat> Your winner. And still, 
Ring of Honor Pure Champion Jonathan Gresham. He defeated Draper in the middle of the ring. Great match. Great match in every possible. Uh, the next matchup, we're down to the last two matchups. Uh, we're going to make this a little quick here because we're almost about out of time and we need to get what we're going to get to here. Um, the Foundation won their match. Uh, Rep Titus and Tracy Williams, who had appeared at the uh, World Television Championship matchup earlier, defeated the, and if I'm reading this correctly, it's LFI, but they called themselves La Faction Indegable. Um, the team of La Vista and Ring of Honors, uh, and um, actually is La Vista del Ring and uh, Ken, uh, Kenny King. Uh, they lost the match. Uh, the foundation won. They are the brand new Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, so congratulations go out to uh, Rep Titus and Tracy Williams. This is the first time that Tracy Williams not only holds on to the World Television Championship, he now holds on to the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. And then, of course, this is the second time for Rep Titus. He's been a tag team champion before. This is his second time winning the championship. More gold to the foundation. So now, Jonathan Gresham is the pure champion. Tra uh, Tracy Williams is the World Television Champion. And Rep Titus and Tracy Williams are the World Tag Team Champion. So congratulations go out to the foundation for bringing more gold into the match and into their stable and everything else like that. But at the end of the match, I feel sorry for Amy Rose. I really do. And especially when, uh, well, as hot as she looks and everything. I mean, wow. But then it almost seems like uh, this was about to come to an end and it pretty much came to an end because it seemed like it seemed like uh, Amy Rose is about to leave, and then I guess something happened. Uh, Kenny King was being charming, and then El Bisto came over and speared the hell out of uh, Amy Rose. And I was like, oh, man. Big problems going on with LFI, but we'll see how it goes and everything else like that, which now leads us to the main event right here. Uh, for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight, uh, for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship, Roosh defending the championship against Jay Lethal. Now, um, and I'm gonna go ahead and get this out of the way here. I was watching the match on the pay per view, and unfortunately, I did not see what happened at the end. Uh, even though the matchup was good from head to toe, uh, there was something that I was gonna expect, but it didn't happen. So let me go ahead and just get this out of the way. So Jay Lethal, I'm sorry, Roosh wins his match over Jay Lethal. Okay, that's the winner. That's that's what happened and everything else like that. I didn't see what happened at the end, but then I was looking at my Facebook, I was looking at my Twitter, I was looking at all the stuff and everything, and apparently a new group has decided to come in and make their presence felt. And I'm talking about uh, this new group that features... Uh, let me see. Some uh, some old Ring of Honor guys. Uh, Homicide was involved. Uh, Brody King was involved. I remember those two. Um, Tony Depp, Deppin, I think that was his name. And then another one named Chris Dickinson. Uh, these two not only not only attacked the members of LFI, they also attacked the members of the Foundation. So apparently, 
something is about to happen in Ring of Honor, which features some new stars that are apparently trying to take over, if you will, Ring of Honor in any way possible. But nonetheless, great show. Great show. Uh, love the Ring of Honor show. Um, I was impressed with the show. I was impressed with the match. I was impressed with everything that they had. All I can tell you guys is this. I've been the biggest wrestling fan in the world for a very, very long time, and I call myself that because I am just that. I, I don't just watch the WWE and AEW. I watch all sorts of other promotions. Ring of Honor was the best. MLW is the best. NWA was the best. There's a lot of great wrestling promotions out there that people haven't been able to look at just yet, and I'm not going to leave out New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes, I know about New Japan Pro Wrestling, although they have a hard time trying to figure out if they know what wrestling is or not. Trust me. But anyways, if you guys get an opportunity, check out Ring of Honor. And of course, believe it or not, Ring of Honor actually follows the main event on Twitter. So that's pretty cool on them. So big congratulations go out to Ring of Honor Wrestling. Big congratulations for the 19th anniversary show. It was a tremendous event. Nothing but pure wrestling. Every match was awesome. And, you know, when you get an opportunity, check out ring of honors 19th anniversary show get an opportunity to check it out on youtube and also get a chance to check it out on pay-per-view and on fight tv when you get an opportunity now of course get an opportunity to follow the main event on twitter at twitter.com slash at main event player you can also follow me on instagram and instagram.com slash at main event player you can also follow me on my main event talk facebook page at facebook.com slash at real main event talk and i'm not going to give you my my whereabouts on facebook because i don't want people bothering the living hell out of me while i'm trying to do something on my facebook but anyways don't forget to check out knife party a tribute to deftones and the white zombie tribute band that's going to take place over at rich's village later on tonight the big question remains it's not when it's how or where is the main event going to be at rich's billiards tonight well you'll all have to find out just like the rest in every way possible so in the meantime ladies and gentlemen the main event is done, and <coughs> as always, we're not done by a long shot, guys, because even though we're done with Ring of Honor, we've got a lot more to talk about in the next few weeks. WrestleMania week is coming starting on April 5th all the way down to April 11th. All the WrestleManias, all the NXT takeovers, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, Monday Night Raw, and SmackDown, we're getting prepared for WrestleMania, and we're getting ready to raise hell and great chaos. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast, and I will see you next time. And don't worry, guys, next week, we're just going to do one episode, and that'll be it, unless something happens. <coughs> and then after that, we're ready for WrestleMania. We're going to see how that goes. And some matches have already been announced. We're not going to talk about those matches just yet, but we'll probably talk about them somewhere down the road. So in the meantime, guys, take it easy. Have yourself a good time. And I'll see you next time on another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. And now let's put together the WrestleMania theme song, We've went to WrestleMania 17, 18, 19, and 20. Now, here we are at WrestleMania 21 with the theme song, Big Time.
Click!